0: You must see that as a massive win. Sure, oh. I bet you want to make improvements, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I know for a fact that if I had kept on smoking, I would be so, like, you know, that it exponentially would have gotten worse. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Weird. Like and we're another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. You're joining us here for episode two of our Topics episodes. Uh, As you may have seen over the past week or so, we've switched the format up this season, and yes, this is the uh, second episode of of our Topics, where we do a deep dive on one particular topic, and yeah, we just research and we chat and talk about and, and see what comes out of it. It's going to be informative for us, and hopefully it's informative to you as well um and today's topic in particular that we did tease uh during the back end of our weekly brew uh and that is smoking we are going to be looking at most areas of smoking in the sense of tobacco uh vape uh, also marijuana as well and you know there might be a few other forms of smoking out there like smoking a fish potentially Uh, Mm. The most
0: delicious form.
1: (laughs) True, the most delicious form, but probably not. Um, But anyway, as always, you're joined here by me, Matt, and you're joined here by my good friend, James, and we're just going to start diving in and talking about smoking.
0: Smoking, smoking. Yeah, I feel like this has been one that's been on our radar for a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, alcohol is sort of inbuilt into the format of the show. Uh, We've talked about it. know, as a topic way, way back, talking about New Zealand's drinking culture and binge drinking, and is it problematic in our relationship with alcohol? But um, obviously there are are more uh, substances that we as humans sort of consume recreationally, Mm -hmm. and obviously smoking is another big one uh, that is part of society internationally and in New Zealand as well. And we just thought it was about time that we yeah talk about smoking and the various forms of smoking and yeah i guess just new zealand's history with it and our views on it and our personal experiences with it and and reviewing how smoking is in 2021 and um everything that surrounds the topic yeah Um, i guess yeah Yeah. last last episode was all fun and games Literally, and this week is perhaps slightly less less fun in games, but yeah, we want to we want to keep bouncing around lighter topics and perhaps more serious topics. And we thought, you know what? About time we we have a little corridor about smoking.
1: Yo, yo, all for it, all for it. Uh, mm. uh, and it's it's so hard to kind of I guess f- figure out where to start uh, with that. But I thought, do you want to maybe kick us off in the sense of uh, New Zealand's history with it potentially? Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I mean, obviously, tobacco, and we're talking about cigarettes here. Cigarettes, just to start with, cigarettes, or I guess tobacco paste, placed, based, <laughs> tobacco-based products uh, were brought by um, co- co- colonials, settlers. Um, I actually haven't delved into the history of of Maori in terms of if they had any uh, natural products that they were smoking. But tobacco, in a sense, was brought by the the colonisers. And from what I could see, for the most part, smoking wasn't really that big in New Zealand until World War II, Mm. when soldiers were given cigarettes for free, and that was kind of the start of uh, the boom. But I'll talk about some stats with smoking in the more current age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of these are, you know, up to sort of six, seven years old in terms of stats, but I think they paint probably a fairly accurate picture of, um, New Zealand as it is now. Uh, according to smoke free, the, the website, cause it is, uh, there is a smoke free 2025 is kind of the goal within New Zealand, yeah, for yeah. New Zealand to be smoke free. Um, currently according to the statistics, nearly 85% of New Zealand is a smoke free, um, which is obviously a, a pretty, pretty sizable it's a, it's a majority. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: and I think the New Zealand government has set the goal so that by 2025, there'll be fewer than 5% of people that will be uh, smokers. Um, some other stats that I found was in 2014, the economic cost of smoking had been estimated to be tangible costs of $2.5 billion and intangible costs with 3.11 to 11.2 billion, I guess intangible meaning like, you know, if you smoke and you get lung cancer and then you have to go to the hospital, that costs money. Mm. Um, quit it. The overall expenditure on tobacco control intervention is likely to, to, to stop smoking uh, in media campaigns is 57 to $61 million. Uh, New Zealand government collects $1.7 to $1.8 billion a year in tobacco tax, excluding GST. Wow. Um, smoking causes one in four cancer deaths in New Zealand. Uh, it is a major cause of blindness as well um yeah in terms of smoke free the government's long-term goal is to reduce smoking and tobacco usage uh, by 2025 um and then daily smokers to achieve this goal smoking prevalence must fall to 10 percent um smoke free aotearoa reports 12.5 percent of adults are smoking daily dropping from 25 percent in 1996 so in the mm. last 24 25- five Twenty-five years, five-ish, yeah, Uh, it's dropped. It's halved. Yeah, I feel like the the as much as I could engage with the indication was that over the last sort of decade or so, smoking has continued to uh, decline. Um, But there's also you know more stats about the people that that do smoke. Uh, and what sort of parts of society, you know, are more heavily uh, affected by smoking. So if you're happy for me to keep rattling through, but keep, I'll just keep on... Keep rattling, keep through, on rattling through, Keep on rattling let's get all the information I'm here along for the ride. Um, yeah, I think in 2010, the Māori Affairs Select Committee I did an inquiry to look at the tobacco industry and its effect on Māori, and I think overall it found that... Um, the tobacco industry has had an even more substantial effect on the, the Maori people, uh, in particular, I think I, I saw a a stat that, uh, Maori adults, uh, 20, something like 28% of them are smokers and compared to 18% of, uh, no, 18% Pacific adults. And then, uh, compared to 11% of any adult smokers, Mm. um, but smoking rates in Aotearoa are reducing. So I think it's like 11.6% daily smokers mm. uh, versus sort of 13% of uh, any smokers at all. Sorry, I'm jumping around all my notes so they might not be in <laughs> any sort of particular particular order. We hear that. Um, 25 to 34-year-olds have the highest smoking rate, 16.7%. Māori women have the highest smoking rate at 32%. Um, and then just some other stats suggesting that uh, you know smokers being more likely to have poor mental health than non-smokers uh, smokers being more likely to binge drink um, and yeah that, the, the effect of smoking on young adults suggesting that if you can make it to 25 years old without having smoked you will likely never smoke mm. um, but if you get in the cycle of smoking uh, young obviously it's hard to get out suggesting that 13% of young adults 18 to 24 year old are smoking daily mm. um, I'll leave that there for a bit yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. sort of the state of smoking in New Zealand at the moment and obviously this is specifically referring to cigarettes and tobacco products um, in terms of the last couple of decades there's obviously been some pretty substantial change in uh, smoking legislation uh, believe it or not uh, you know until 2004 the uh, grounds of skills and school buildings were not smoke-free. Um, remember the time when bars and restaurants and cafes uh, you know, factories offices all were allowed smoking inside. That was only in 2004 um, wow. so that has changed substantially uh, and also the price of cigarettes has obviously gone up a lot based on how much the government, you know, taxes cigarettes because they're trying to make it an expensive habit in the hope that if it's expensive you won't buy the cigarettes but that's problematic if people are already addicted and it just means that they are spending more money on cigarettes than they would have. So I think roughly, and this was in 2019, one cigarette costs roughly a fifty, compared to ten at the start of 2016. And 10 years ago, cigarettes only cost 54 cents each. So the, the price of cigarettes has gone up a lot, such that if you're a pack a day smoker, you spend roughly $12,000 a year on cigarettes which for lower income earners is more than the amount of money that they spend on income tax in a year. So Mm. it's a lot of money, Mm. um, being, being spent on cigarettes. Um, yeah, we could go on and on and on. And and there might be a few other stats that I find later on as I, I sift through my word document, (laughs) but it paints a pretty clear picture of New Zealand's relationship with cigarettes and tobacco. Um, at the at the current point in time i think the general trend is that house how smoking in new zealand is declining mm. whether you look at that from like five years ago or 15 years ago the fact that it's dropping under 15 percent compared to say if you looked at i don't know the 60s or the 90s a lot less people are smoking cigarettes statistically than used to obviously prices are going up um but will we be able to achieve smoke-free 2025, I guess, is, is up in the air. And I don't know if you saw a few months ago, there was a suggestion uh, with legislation that there, because of what we're trying to achieve for smoke-free 2025, um, some of the suggestions were reducing the number of retailers able to sell tobacco, mm, uh, mm. potentially limiting the amount of nicotine in cigarettes, yep. uh, raising the purchase age, or one of the big things that got written about in the media was putting a ban on anyone born after two thousand and four being able to buy cigarettes. And the idea being that if you were born after two thousand and four, you will never ever be able to buy a cigarette legally, and that that will just be the line in the sand. If you're born before two thousand and four, cool, you can keep buying cigarettes, but drawing line in the sand two thousand and four, and from then on, if you're born any year after that, obviously know we're 2021 so there are lots of those people who mm. will never ever be able to legally buy buy cigarettes yeah. which is fascinating if they do you know bring that into into effect so True. yeah it was interesting going and looking at all the smoke-free 2025 stats and and realizing you know getting a better sense of where new zealand is at and its relationship with with cigarettes i mean i'll say at this point i've uh never bought or smoked a cigarette you know and it's singular form in my life so i'm perhaps the least qualified least interesting (laughs) person to talk about the subject but i think i have uh you know a singular opinion on cigarettes and smoking because that is Mm. um my story and i definitely recognize that smoking is an uh addictive substance and that people who are whether it's social smokers or heavy smokers you know it's it's not often the fault of the people who are smokers. I just want to say right at the start, I'm not here to sort of parade around the fact that I don't have a relationship with smoking. It's just worth saying sort of early-ish that that is where I come at from this whole topic, which is part of the reason why I want to talk about it Um, because it's something that I've never quite understood or been able to, you know, understand the psychology behind it and, you know, and, a or, uh, bright and flowery world, you would just say, oh, we know it's bad for us, it causes lung cancer, so no one would ever do it. But, you know, so the world doesn't really work like that with substances. Yeah. Um, I've talked a lot. <laughs> what what, what of, of all those stats and I guess the picture of New Zealand as it relates to smoking now jumps out at you from a, I guess, a macro level, from a countrywide level?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, as you said, I think, you know, it all comes down to you know, the regulations that are coming into effect in the sense of why there is a decline in smoking and stuff. And, yeah, I think for a very long time there was this massive relationship with, with smoking and, and stuff. I mean, you know, for instance, I'm just going to rattle through a few things that I feel um, and also smoke-free itself feels are uh, massive, like, triggers for smoking, right? I mean, the first thing, obviously, is that nicotine is a highly addictive chemical. And that's, that is one of the big effects of it. Um, basically, nicotine, what it does to the body is it increases the blood pressure uh, and the heart rate and the flow of blood to the heart. So when you're having nicotine, it's obviously giving this, you know, like open release to the body and to the brain, and there is more blood really pumping through the body so when you hear some people when they have a cigarette they're saying they're getting a head rush it's because the nicotine opens up the blood uh, and it, just, it, it pumps a lot faster kind of thing so that's where you know that's when doing too much of it leads to heart attacks um, in itself just because of the blood pressure um, but then also the chemicals in the tobacco itself goes to lung cancer and things like that so in itself one of the triggers for smoking is that when you start it's very hard to get off it because it is addictive Um, but I mean other things mainly I think is the whole normalization of smoking and that comes down to social media you know media itself media influences and things like that you know you see it on the screen it has you know becomes a little bit normalized at least that's what it was for me growing up i think it's changed a lot now you know with the relationship of smoking and what we see on tv and things it isn't as frequent but you watch you know old you know movies that are set in the past there's probably smoking throughout that whole entire movie whereas things these days you don't really see it as much um but it is definitely still a trigger because uh, we're normalizing it we're seeing it oh it's something that i can do because i'm seeing it all the time i guess especially on a like young development and you know, as children growing up as well. And then that leads into friends that smoke in the sense of it, as you said before, it being a social activity, um, parents and a family environment um, for me personally. And I mean, as you were saying before on your uh, relationship with smoking for me, that's what I'm here for because I do have a relationship with smoking. Um, I grew up with um, my, my mother smoking. So, it was, you know, I was very aware of it and what it was doing and and things like that. Um, obviously had many moments throughout my childhood telling her to, to stop. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> I got to university uh, and in my second year of uni, well, a few years before that, near the end of high school, just moving to uni, I had started exploring it. So at a young age, even though mum was smoking, I never explored it as a young age. It was still very... Uh, I I look at mum and I'm like no but as I said I got to the point in my life where I was like actually I'm going to start doing it myself so it became very much because people around me were smoking it was it was social but then obviously the effect of seeing mum do it for a very long time as well I was like well I'm going to as well I remember I called my (laughs) quick story I remember I called my mum uh uh and i i asked her i was like what what kind of cigarettes did you used to buy and she was like i used to do Marlborough gold i was like oh okay um i just brought my first pack of cigarettes kind of thing <laughs> like i told her that i had just brought a pack um and so yeah that was an interesting conversation and stuff but mum knows that she can't be a hypocrite so um, that's why I'm so open with. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, I, you know, there's so many other things to it as well, uh, in the sense of why people do it, like access to it, which is one of the things you were talking about. Taking away the access to it, people won't be able to smoke. You know, regulating it, um, being able to afford it as well. You know, the lower it is, the more you can afford it. The more it costs, the less likely you're going to buy it but if it's addicting that's the risk of it right if it's that addicting and you want it then you're spending more of your money um but yeah and it also comes down to mental health as well you know low self-esteem um risk-taking behaviors you know the whole yolo kind of thing don't really care um yeah it really comes down to the whole mentality behind how you view smoking um so it's difficult. It's, it's a hard thing, but I think that the thing that it comes down to at the end of the day is that nicotine is an addictive drug and that's, that's why I think people stay with it. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, this, I mean, you've rattled off so many valid uh, reasons and, and sort of pathways for people to pick up smoking. I do want to go back to uh, what you first said about smoking within i guess pop culture and you know we're fundamentally a sort of arts entertainment pop culture podcast and we need to recognize <laughs> at true. the start that yeah. if not for tv and film probably less people would be smokers because yeah. there was that glamorization of smoking and mm. off the top of my head I, I don't want to say which decades i mean it's probably like 50 50 60, 60, 60, 60, you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah all the way through and that you know James Bond being a smoker and and beautiful women smoking on screen and this i mean how much did the tobacco industry pump into those sorts of films because they wanted to sell their product mm. as you say i think less so now but for decades and decades smoking was put on screen as a fashionable thing and uh, as you know someone was mentioning to us the the other week uh, speaking about how images of people smoking in the kind of pinterest bebo tumblr age are still sort of very uh positive and this is of seen as a fashionable thing and yeah. cool people smoke and even now i think there's a bit of like a, a grunge culture with like almost a backlash to the the you know the anti-smoke woke generation and so if no one's smoking then it means if you are smoking you're seen as a bit of a rebel and clearly through pictures and film tv all sorts of media and entertainment for such a long time smoking was seen as this kind of cool thing and even if you put pictures of lung cancer and throat cancer on cigarette boxes for some reason that that negative imagery and the understanding because i think the majority of people understand that smoking is really bad for you is not strong enough to outweigh a the years and years and years and years of smoking is cool and also obviously the the addictive nature of it because that's that is first and foremost the issue right as you say it's such an addictive substance and that's what i've always thought about not being a smoker myself and having had no history with it that because I sit here and I think what, you know, again, in a very, uh, in my ivory tower (laughs) type thing, you know, how can, how can people smoke? We know it's bad for us. How could you possibly do that? But the flip side of that is me just thinking it must be so addictive Mm. because if you can sit there and just say, I know this is bad for me. And I know I'm spending money on this, but I'm doing it anyway. Man, I just, uh, I, it scares me yeah. thinking about how addictive smoking smoking must be. And I think that is part of the problem with how smoking is addressed is there's a sort of condescension of, well, why would you smoke? You know, it's terrible for you. You're killing yourself. And as with lots of, you know, tobacco is a drug. As with other recreational mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. just because people engage with it doesn't mean they are ignorant of the issues at play. And I think that is probably the thing with cigarettes is that more and more people are managing to get off cigarettes. And also as young people grow up now, it's probably more clearly apparent that smoking is portrayed as being unhealthy and bad for you versus, you know, even when we were growing up or Mm. people Mm. 10 years before us. And that is definitely something that is reflected in the stats. Um, all those stats that I I spoke about before, for the most part, smoking rates are down. So adult smokers, you know, 15 plus is 11.6% versus 18% in 2006, 2007. Um, Young adults, so 18 to 24 was 25% in 2006. Now it's 13%. And youth age 15 to 17 used to be 14% and now is only 3%. Mm, So mm. I think we're probably seeing more young people, like not getting into smoking. Yeah. And there's probably more people getting off smoking, you know, our parents generation or, you know, even our generation, than there are new people starting at least with tobacco and cigarettes. Yeah. Um, and I guess that is, is a formula for getting more and more people off it. But as you said before, there's so many reasons why people pick up smoking. One thing that I've, I've always been aware of working in hospitality is, almost every single chef smokes. And one of the reasons is because they do not have time to have food during their long shifts. Mm. And so smoking becomes a meal for them. Yeah, And that's why so many chefs smoke because they don't have time to eat. It's just the nature of that industry and a cigarette kind of, you know, it puts off your appetite uh, is what I've been told yeah. and what I've been led to believe. Um, but yeah, some people just are more, I guess some industries still, don't necessarily glamorize smoking, but it serves a certain function. And One thing that I wanted to, to bring up, which I'll bring up now before I forget is I'm constantly surprised by the number of actors and the number of young actors mm. that smoke. Yeah, man. There's still a yeah, relationship man. with smoking in our industry that I don't understand. And the reason I don't understand it is because so much of our job is based around what we do with our voice. I mean, there were so many kids at Bristol who would have had a voice lesson before lunch and then at break would be outside smoking. And of course the teachers were just pulling their hair Mm. out because they're like, you know, we're trying to teach you how to maximize your voice and look after your body and then you're obviously going and putting tobacco into your system. But some uh, industries, there's just still this social aspect of smoking that is driven by the industry itself and i mean the creative and entertainment industry has a terrible history with all sorts of different drugs true i mean you know it's not just smoking i mean maybe you'd make the argument that just take entertainment industry people out of it because we're just constantly prone to being addicted to all sorts of different things but yeah within entertainment it just constantly surprises me the amount of people that that smoke and sure there are social smoking do we look at that as a whole different issue? You know, there's lots of people that will justify themselves as social smokers. And I think it's true. I think there are people that only smoke at parties. Yeah. But is that just as damaging as, you know, people who are pack a day smokers or actually if we said to everyone, you know, social smoking is fine. If you smoke a cigarette once a month, that's okay. You know, is that, as, should we be trying to get people down to a social smoking level or should we be, you know, also addressing the social smokers and saying, hey, you're making this seem like it's acceptable in a lessened level when we should just almost, you know, if you made smoking illegal, full stop. Yeah. That, I mean, we won't go down legality, legality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about marijuana
1: in a little bit. But, yeah. No, uh, I I, yeah. I totally hear it. I mean, to speak to that quickly, I mean, f- from my point of view, I, I was one of those... Um, social entertainment industry smokers and it was really hard man like when I first started smoking it was very much uni and stuff and then all of a sudden because I was already smoking myself I started getting into the theater industry in Wellington even more and being surrounded by so many more creatives that were smoking it was so easy to feel my addiction because everyone was doing it around me so I was like cool it became a social thing to do in between breaks and rehearsals and things like that it's just it's just what we would go and do and I found myself the more and more I did that the more and more I was getting addicted to it and the more and more yeah. I wanted to do it so then all of a sudden my pack a week when I first started smoking Uh, as it went for a few years it started turning into uh, more than just a pack a week and more cigarettes were being put into the day and then that's when I realized oh okay this is getting a lot worse than what I originally wanted it to be but that's because it was just so easy to because it was the groups around me uh, it was socially accepted at work people were smoking you know at uni people were smoking and my industry people were smoking so it was very easy to just do um but yeah i i think yeah i mean it's uh, it kind of goes into the this moves us into the next next stage of smoking right yeah and i think with all of these stats and you know things going down it's it's As you keep on saying, it's not that less people are smoking. It's that less people are smoking tobacco and cigarettes because now, ladies and gentlemen, vaping is everywhere. So many people are vaping. Vaping is so in. It's so in. It's so 2021. Yeah. And I speak to that because I vape now uh and i don't smoke anymore i don't i haven't i haven't brought a packet of cigarettes in a couple years um and moving to vaping was probably the best thing that i ever did now as we'll discuss what vaping is and the differences between tobacco and things like that the the short story is vaping is better but it's not harmless yeah and and that's just the facts But the thing is, is that it is better for you in the long run than smoking. But I'm not glorifying vaping in the sense of it's not going to kill me because it could. Like there is still a likely chance that it could do something to my body. And there are cases out there. Look, I was scrolling Mm -hmm. through Facebook um, a few hours ago and I saw a big post about someone who has been vaping very heavily for numbers of years. Had to go and get his lungs pumped out. You know, Uh, he had... Just just milliliters of, of fluid just built up in his lungs because he had wow. been vaping excessively and 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 this is the this is the other thing with uh, with not nicotine with tobacco and vaping. The more excessive you do it, the more harmful it's going to be. People yep. that smoke a whole pack a day, twenty cigarettes in a day every day of course it's going to be more harmful than a person that's just smoking one a day kind of thing. It's exactly Mm. the same with vaping. If you are are vaping like a steam train throughout all of the hours of the day on a big rig, you know, of course it's going to do something to your body. But what I'm trying to get as, as we move into talking about vaping, the fact is is that less people are smoking because we're now vaping.
0: Yeah, and I don't pretend to... In some ways, you know, I understand cigarettes and tobacco products more than than vaping. I mean, I've, I've, in the last few days, gone and done done more research. And I remember when you stopped smoking and you said, I'm vaping instead. And I saw that as a massive win. Like, yeah, I was hard. really, really proud of you. And yeah. I did did struggle at a period of time when you were you know, at your, your peak of smoking. Mm. Because mm. I was like, I, this is not something that I want my friend to be doing. Because yes. I just know it's bad for you. And trying to, you no, know, I don't think we ever had to have like an intervention or anything. Cause I think you always knew <laughs> yeah, how problematic was it aware. was. Yeah. And I think I always believed that it would get to a stage where you would get yourself off cigarettes. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. But there mm. were definitely points in time where I was like, at what stage am I meant to step in as a friend and be like, you need to cut this out of your life because yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. damage to yourself that I think you and people that care about you are really going to regret. Mm. But, as you said you know you have tr- have made the change to vaping and yeah it's interesting doing the research because i think what you say is k- kind of objectively true right everyone seems to sort of agree that vaping on the whole is better than smoking cigarettes if you vape a lot as with if you do any amount of any drug be it uh Coffee, like caffeine, be it alcohol, (laughs) be it uh, cocaine, whatever recreational drug you want to talk about, you reach a certain limit and you're doing damage to your body anyway. Mm. But if you like keep the same amount of intake of nicotine from tobacco products to vaping, it is better. And what's interesting is the Vaping New Zealand like government website, I don't know what it is, maybe it's vapeinfo.gov. Vaping Facts,
1: I believe. Yeah
0: is so heavily leaning into the fact that vaping is better, vaping is better, vaping is better. And clearly their message is, if you're smoking vape instead. Vape instead, instead. yeah. Sure, it says on the pages, like, you're better off doing nothing. But the, the attempt to convert people to vaping is clearly seen from a government level as the first step to not just, like, smoke free, but... Like, get all the smokers onto vaping, and then we'll try and get them off vaping. Yeah, and then we'll stop. At, yeah, then yeah. we'll go from yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly. surprised because I felt like the internet as a whole was saying vaping is just as problematic, whereas that uh, Vaping Facts website was definitely leading uh, yeah. in the, the other direction. Um, totally. Vaping, uh, just as a, as a stats facts thing, was sort of first... <laughs> like e-cigarettes as we know it first were invented by uh a chinese smoker and pharmacist honlick in 2003 2006 it was first introduced to europe and i was trying to think when i remember vaping sort of coming to new zealand so yeah, mainstream and to I, me i think it was like 2050 16, Yeah. What I, do you
1: I, think? No, I, I think around there, because I just remember um, getting the Shisha pens from Cosmic, yeah. and they were, like, real basic rigs that, like, apparently, like, have 100 puffs or something in it. And that was the first kind of, like, experience of... Oh, I mean, apart from Shisha, actually. I mean, Shisha's a whole other thing in itself when it comes to smoking. Um, but, yeah, it, it was, yeah, an e-pen... Uh, it was a very limited life and it was the whole concept of of vapor and and flavoring and things like that so yeah i would say that was that would have been when i was in wellington i'd say around yeah 2014 2015 is when i was first it like really came on my radar
0: yeah i do want to ask you about your relationship with vaping but before that i kind of want to Hit. what I think is the key issue that surrounds vaping mm-hmm. uh, as people look at it critically and is how vaping relates to younger people. Yes, yes, And yes, there so. are certain people that, uh, and, and that makes it sound like I'm condemning those people, but there are certain people that claim that vaping is worse because it is more young person friendly because of the sense that, you know, traditionally young person smokes their first cigarette and goes, oh, that tastes disgusting and maybe never goes back. Whereas obviously vaping... Uh, oh this as, peach cobbler as, is so nice yeah, yeah it's more accessible to a young person's palate and some people have said that yes uh vaping is better for you than smoking but vaping is getting more young people hooked on nicotine than mm. smoking was some people yep. take that opinion um i did find uh, an annual study done by action for smoke-free 2025, I think instead of 2018 or 29 2019 and the university of Auckland surveyed 30,000 year 10 students age 14 and 15 about the use of e-cigarettes and vapes. Um, and it found that in 2019 only 3.1% of year 10 students vaped daily. 37% of them had tried an e-cigarette, which had gone up from 20% in 2014. Mm. Um, more than 95% of students who smoked daily had tried vaping compared to the 25% of those who had never smoked tobacco. Um, but uh, although a quarter of those who had never smoked had tried at least a single puff of an e-cigarette, less than 1% were daily users. So that Auckland study was suggesting that while like lots of people had tried e-cigarettes, yep. it wasn't translating to, and isn't translating to, people then becoming daily uh or or regular users Mm. of uh vape and i mean would you as someone who does vape do you think it's the case that someone either socially vapes or they vape every day like i get the sense that there's not a massive middle ground it feels like uh you know i've seen people i mean maybe people don't socially vape because you're you're sharing a single thing but do, do you think there are people out there that go for a vape once every few days. Cause this brings us into what I want to ask yeah, you about yeah, yeah. as cigarettes, you know, you have a, you have a pack of 20. Once you smoke 20, they're gone. Yes. People don't really tend to put out a cigarette and then save it. You know, it's mm. kind of, it feels like a, once you light one, that's one gone, regardless yep. of how much you smoke yourself. True. Whereas vaping, you know, you can, I, I've been in bars with people who will pop out for literally a single puff and they'll come back come in. Back so in. the <laughs> concept of dosage is completely different. Mm you know, you can go out and have a vape and come in a hundred times in a night and you're not consuming like 100 single usage things. Yes, yeah, exactly. How have you found, you know, I'm just interested to hear you talk about the way that vaping differs from a, I guess, a consumption compared to cigarettes that were so like, you have one, you got one death <laughs> stick and then you got another <laughs> death stick. Yeah. Yeah. Death stick and-
1: yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, <sighs> How does it change it? Uh, uh, The the first thing that I, when I first started, where do I start? I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I first started vaping because a colleague of mine had started vaping, and we were we would all smoke, so we were all quite happily smoking and and stuff outside of work. Um, And then yeah, so a colleague of mine brought a vape, and I was like, I want to try that out because I want to stop smoking and so I tried out one thing didn't quite like it tried out another kind of vape didn't really like it and then I found something that was close to smoking and i think that's it for a lot of people you have the you have the difference of like they call them rigs you know people that have just like really big you know uh things and they hold it in their hand like those are called rigs and you know they've got different power capacities wattages um they make their coils with cotton and things like that so there's a big art to it and you can it just controls that so those are really the ones where you're like those are the steam trains you see walking down uh cuba street or something like that just massive steam trains whereas for me when it came to smoking it was habitual it was the it was something that I could pick out of my pocket. Um, and it was like, I wanted something that uh, felt like having a smoke. And yeah. so then I started going towards these little ones. And, and I think that was it for me, the, the, the big difference in starting to really enjoy vaping was it was taking away the desire of having that feeling of having a smoke. And so if I got a vape that was the closest thing to smoking, it was replacing it. And so now I never really feel like having a cigarette. As long as I have my vape in my pocket, I don't feel like a cigarette. There's been a lot of instances where I found myself out in town or with other people that do smoke. And I find if... My if my vape is going dead or I don't have juice in it then I am tempted to have a cigarette for sure yeah. but I've gotten into into the habit now of before I go out my vape is fully charged I know the coil is going to last me and there's, uh, there's liquid in it then I'm not having a smoke at all that whole night I have my vape that's what I'm doing but I do find going back in, in amongst your question I do find a lot of people um that aren't smoking but would smoke um ask for my vape quite often can i can i have your vape it's like yeah of course it's like it is it's like handing over a cigarette but i know for a fact that people um that do smoke don't have their own vape will ask me for a vape um which is interesting to see in social situations in itself yeah. um but yeah it's yeah, uh, it's hard. I mean, going into some into some facts in the sense of the nicotine, right? Because that's what it comes down to. Yeah. The reason why I like I like vaping is because I'm addicted to it. I am because it's nicotine based. The big difference is is that with cigarettes, it's fixed. It's a, it's, it's a fixed milligrams of nicotine. Um, usually it's anywhere from 10 to 12 milligrams of nicotine in a single cigarette. But apparently when, when you smoke a cigarette, you're actually not getting that amount of nicotine into the body. It only ends up somewhere being around one to two milligrams of nicotine that you actually intake. So out of a whole pack of 20, you're getting anywhere from like roughly 25 to 36 milligrams of nicotine in a whole pack so if you're going through one pack in a day that's how much nicotine you're taking into your body for me when I buy my vape and I get my juice I can get any amount of nicotine that I want I can get nicotine that's 50 30 20 10 8 6 5 3 0 you can buy e-liquids that have absolutely no nicotine in them at all and it's it's very much for that habitual reason. You're grabbing something out of your pocket, you're replacing the sensation of having a smoke, but you're actually not getting any nicotine. So that's what I found I've been doing over the past couple of years. When I first started vaping, I was on um, a liquid that had more nicotine in it because it was still driving my addiction. And so over the years, I've slowly been taking the amount of nicotine and the milligrams that I have in the liquid, so I'm actually not intaking as much nicotine into my Mm. body. Even though I do admit, as I as we record episodes, James gets to watch me take a vape every now and then. I say every now and then, maybe every minute or so. But it's but I know that it's not. Yeah, there's just not as much nicotine going in, in into my body, and I can regulate it. And I think that's the big difference from smoking. You can't. The only way you can regulate your smoking is by is in the sense of nicotine is by just not smoking. Whereas yeah. for me, when it comes to vaping, I can control how much nicotine I'm actually taking into my body at any time.
0: That's really interesting. I didn't know that. And because I'm always surprised by how many vape shops there are, like retail stores. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm always like, how? Like, what why can is this possibly some- have, yeah. <laughs> ha- have in there? And there's a lot of different stuff to, to touch on. I mean, one of the regulation suggestions is that, you know, if you were to get rid of all the flavored, uh, you know, e-cigarette, and just had it as oh, like if it's you tobacco just tobacco and yep. mint you might st- you know stop all the you know young people who are getting hooked based on the yep. flavors getting off, um, but it's an I, that was a question that I was going to ask you about have you found you know your nicotine's going up or have you found that it's going down and I guess your long term goal could be and I'm not suggesting this on you is to work your way down yep. the scale as much as you can mm. because there's not just the aspect of what's in. You know, how much nicotine is there in your e-cigarette? It's also how often are you using yeah. it? And if you don't think you can curb how often you use it, the other thing you can do is, as you say, how much start bring it down and bring it down. Yeah. I've had conversation with, with someone else who I'm a really good friend with who used to smoke and now vapes. And he had spoken about, you know, feeling that he was actually vaping as much as he was yeah, smoking yeah. in terms of what he was mm-hmm. consuming and there are definitely some aspects of vaping that make it more accessible. I mean, the fact that for the most part, if you ask someone, oh, can I vape inside? Most people will say yes. Mm. Whereas no one that <laughs> can, that I, know I is cigarette anyone now, don't, smoke deer <laughs> in their house uh, for multiple reasons, you know, if, if nothing else, buddy, fire safety. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's a difficult one, eh? Because obviously, ideally, you'd love everyone to not be. Yeah, yeah, no one to be yep. addicted to, to nicotine, yep. but it does seem on the whole that vaping and the shift to vaping is doing way more good than harm. And man, you know, I, I'm always surprised whenever I see someone out smoking a cigarette now,
1: Yeah, I, true. it always,
0: it always shocks me <laughs> quite a bit. I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, you know, you spoken quite a lot. And there've been cities in the world where I've found lots of people smoke. Like mm-hmm. LA is a city where people don't smoke because for the most part, and I mean, I only experience a small part of LA, but you know, health is so ingrained within that yep. city. Whereas yep. if you go to San Francisco, it's like a big smoke city, <laughs> you know, it's different everywhere in the world. And I can't really compare Wellington to anywhere else in New Zealand. Cause I haven't been there for a substantial period of time. Like I've lived in Wellington, but it feels like, you know, there are always people around you vaping yep. and that's not the case with with smoking anymore um and i imagine for you you must be you know if you compare your consumption of nicotine now both in the way that you're consuming it and in the volume that you're consuming it if you compare that to your peak of smoking it must just be a, you must see that as a massive win sure oh. i bet you want to make improvements but
1: yeah 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 I, I know for a fact that if I had kept on smoking, I would be so, like, you know, that it exponentially would have gotten worse. And I, could, yeah. I know I would have gotten to a, a place where I would have or not, I mean, I don't know, obviously, all hindsight, but where I could have been getting to a pack a day, you know? Mm. I have a very addictive uh, personality and I, yeah. and I know that. So being able to replace smoking with vaping is definitely one of the best decisions that I've done. On a personal level, could I be doing it better? Of course, we can all be doing everything better. But I know for me that it's working um, and I'm aware of it as well. Yeah. Um, Financially,
0: I mean, I don't, sorry to jump in,
1: not that I want to dive
0: into the specifics of it, but if you were to talk about a, like a rough percentage, say, sort of now, how much money you spend on vape liquid versus like the peak of what you were spending on cigarettes when you were smoking the most you've ever smoked? Yeah. Is it, like, is it like 75% or like 50% or 10%? Again, I'm just so woefully ignorant. I've never walked into a vape no, shop no, and no. I've been like, that's $80. That'll <laughs> last me a week.
1: Do the numbers. Of, no, of course. I mean, look, to, to quickly crunch down numbers. So I was doing my rubber gold and I think it got to a point, uh, It was they had increased the prices twice while I was smoking. And I think it would got to about like thirty something bucks, thirty two bucks, I think, for a yeah. pack. And I was heading anywhere for almost two packs a week, which yeah. anywhere from fifty to sixty bucks. Uh, put that over two weeks, that's over um, what 100, 120 or so bucks over two weeks. Yeah, um, it, it it's not that. No, it is better. Let's yeah, hundred twenty bucks over two weeks. Probably my peak smoking. For my vaping, I can get three different types of juices um, at a milligram of nicotine that I enjoy at the moment and um, four coils for my vape um, that I can put my juice into. um, That can last me for two weeks and it's 55 bucks. Right, okay. Oh.
0: I'll let that simmer in my head. So it's like, I that. mean,
1: I've I've almost like pretty much half, like at my right. peak smoking, I've cut out yeah. half of what I was paying for, um, which in the long run is obviously so much better. But could yeah. it be better? Yes, of course it could. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I am significantly spending less money on, on my vaping.
0: And I think that's part of it for people like me that, you know, we, we see people vaping, we see people smoking and... know there's there's definitely a stigma around not wanting to shame people that uh, you know engage in nicotine based products but it's kind of helpful to hear you spell out some of those numbers to Mm. get a sense of of like okay cool if everyone who used to smoke that is vaping is now slashing the amount of money that they're spending by 50 percent and say roughly slashing their nicotine intake by some amount then that's
1: you, you can definitely point to how that's doing more good than harm for sure for sure oh heck yeah and uh, uh, one thing that I've obviously noticed over the past year and you know that attributes to the amount of uh, the less people that are smoking and um, also I think young people as well um, is the government brought in um, a new um, act and that's the Smoke Free Environment and Regulated Products Amendment Act 2020 which came out in November last year and that was pretty much helping like establishments that sold vaping products uh, are now 18 plus um, so right. so you can't you can't a, a young person can't go into Cosmic and buy vape stuff unless they're 18 so I think that's obviously that's only since November um, but that's obviously a massive effect on how you cut out vaping on the younger generation is you just regulate it you, you're not 18 you can't have it so that's my next big fight the, with smoking and vaping right like um, how you were saying before, uh, you know, uh, I, like I vape in, in my place, so I can go to someone else's place and they're like, yeah, vape inside sweet as, but unfortunately the government still treats or now treats vaping as smoking. So everywhere you can't smoke, you can't vape. Um, which I completely understand, but at the same time, I'm also well aware that vaping is, is not as bad is smoking in the sense of toxins mm. and, you know, the smell and like the lingering smell and things like that. You know, like I can't smoke at uh, train stations or bus stops and public places that are smoke-free, schools, obviously. So in that way, that regulation is really good because you're taking the emphasis off smoking and vaping all at once. But for me, as a vapor, vapor <laughs> this sounds so weird, as a vapor. um... It's still, it's, it's sad that it's still stigmatized like smoking, even though it is, but it's, but it's not, you know what I mean? Do you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. The,
0: it's the <laughs> tough thing of, you know, in some ways you want to incentivize vaping because you want to get, we want to get everyone to the get smoking everyone, train. Yeah. but also we still have to recognize that vaping still has negative effects because yep. I presume secondhand smoke from vaping.
1: Is oh, n- also I n- uh, I I don't think so. That, actually um, that's a really good question, bro. Yeah. And that's I don't, some, that's something I I've don't never know if thought about
0: vaping as as I, I I doubt it's as bad because I think across the board, you know, it can't be as bad, but no. I would Im- I would imagine that it's probably similar. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Something I mean,
1: for us for, for, I mean, just in the sense of... Uh, I, I, and I'm pretty sure of the science behind this, if my just kind of non-science brain is thinking. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, like, smoke in itself, like cigarettes and tobacco, it's It's heavier, and, and the smoke, in the sense, is heavier. So if you smoke in a room, it very much, like lingers for a very long time right whereas with vaping i find because it's a vapor because it's all 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 if anyone's wondering all e-liquid is is water nicotine flavorings and like a like a uh, like a glycerin like a yep. uh, yeah that's all i can really explain it's like a glycerin um so i so vapor in that self is a lot lighter so it doesn't linger yep. for as long. So I guess yeah. in the sense of secondhand smoking, it wouldn't, but probably some yeah. effects. Look, I've
0: done a, I've done a quick Google yes. and it seems that vaping is less harmful to those around you than smoking as there's no current evidence that secondhand vapor is dangerous to others. Now oh, that is one post yes. from the <laughs> Whanganui district health board, ah. <laughs> but I would take that as a pretty good indication that secondhand vape smoke doesn't affect people. and and look, i have I'm always surprised that the few times that I've been around cigarettes, you know, secondhand cigarette smoke. Sometimes it just smells disgusting. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, actually, I can see why that might be. (laughs) You know, smelling it and having it come into your body completely different. But yeah, I think there was a period of time, you know, I'm just going to throw an arbitrary year out, like I'll say 2005 to 2010, where I feel like secondhand smoking was really hit in the media. It was like, think about your kids, think about the people around you. That was the main thing to try and guilt people to get off smoking. And obviously it's completely, completely valid. Um, Particularly in that young people getting exposed to smoke when they don't have a choice to not be exposed to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But look, if if vape secondhand doesn't, you know, there's not a lot of evidence that it's bad, then that's actually a massive thing that I've learned just over the last hour that uh, as a massive tick. Um, and to to move into sort of, I guess, our, our final thing, which we're not going to spend that much time on, but the discussion around marijuana and and that's comparison to smoking has always been a big debate, right? Yeah. And we're not going to talk about the New Zealand marijuana referendum. I imagine no. at some point yeah. down the line, we'll talk about marijuana for a for whole episode. Sure. Yeah. But for the purposes of smoking and this episode, I think it's important to recognize that there's a similar debate with how vaping relates to Uh, uh, smoking cigarettes, which are both nicotine products and how vaping is like probably better, but the jury's out. Um, Well, maybe the jury isn't out. but (laughs) It's still bad for you. Yes. It's a similar thing with with wheat is that people will say, well, it's better for you than smoking because it doesn't contain nicotine and all the natural substances. This is why, you know, weed is legalized, but you're still better off smoking nothing. Like if you're putting smoke into your lungs of any... Yeah, you know, of any product you are doing yourself more harm than if you were to not consume that at all. Yeah, but it seems like for me the understanding with with weed is similar that it's definitely not as bad for your lungs, and a lot of that comes down to the product itself, like mm. like the marijuana plant versus uh, tobacco, but also like dosage is the thing, the way that people consume uh weed and the way that it's uh you know smoked in terms of volume is different than cigarettes now of course there are people that smoke weed every single day like someone like Seth Rogen has very uh I don't want to say like romanticized being high all the time and I like, would never never condone that and I know that for him it's an anxiety thing and it's, all, it's definitely medicinal for him um but the debate around weed kind of falls short in terms of how often people consume it, as well as the product itself. Yeah. And, and you know, there will always be people that are like, "Oh, you don't smoke cigarettes, but you smoke weed, like it's just as bad." And I, th- I from what I gather, the scientists have found that that is that is it's not, not the case. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think the case is that. Weed and marijuana consumption can has definitely point towards, uh, what's the word, um, bronchitis, like coughing, wheezing, coughing up phlegm, like that can lead to that. But there's not a lot of conclusive evidence that increases the risk of, like, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the complexity of, of you know, people who smoke marijuana often inhale. Uh, more deeply and hold the smoke in their lungs for longer than cigarettes. Um, But their fix lasts longer than cigarettes. So people smoke less frequently, you know, it's all in a gray area, but it it seems to me from everything that I've been able to, you know, research and the amount of research I've done and the personal experiences of people that I know that it is still clear that like smoking cigarettes is the worst thing. That's kind of, if we can get everyone off there, that (laughs) that is ideal. And, sure if no one ever smokes anything cool you're not putting smoke into your lungs at all but it still does seem that smoking is the big bad wolf and yes nicotine is addictive and if we could get everyone off vaping i'm sure that would be ideal but for the most part i see vaping as a as a real positive whereas i know there are some people you know maybe our parents generation that that view vaping as being just as bad because all they see is people consuming and exhaling smoke but It seems from a net gain perspective that vaping has done a lot of good.
1: Yep. Yep. Totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that's just, I mean, it's going to be interesting going forward to 2025 to to see what happens and, you know, what regulations do come in. Um, But I mean, look, quickly speaking to marijuana and weed and stuff, look, I was a big advocate for the referendum that came along. I'm not going to go into too much of my personal history with marijuana. I can say that it's a bloody good drug. Uh, (laughs) but with everything it's all regulation right like it's all how often you're doing it and how much you're doing it the more you do of something obviously if it's harmful in a way of course it's going to be harmful so yeah I I, and I think that's why you know topics like this and having us us having discussions like this are important because we learn things and we start the conversation with it as well you know if you if you're not aware or look if, if you've heard something us talk about something on this episode that you're just like what message us ask us let let us know this is a open conversation for 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 all of us and and that's exactly why we do it but yeah it's uh i'm i'm always going to have an affiliation with it you know i think i would obviously would love to get to a point in my life where i'm not inhaling uh, anything um but for right now in the sense of my health like I feel good, like I do. I I feel like I'm, I'm, I mean, oh, look, there's a lot of different health aspects in my life. I feel like I could be doing better. But when it comes to smoking, um, my change of going to vaping was probably the best thing I ever did. Um, and yeah, I think in the long run for 2025 and everything like that, it's going to be better. Actually, one thing that came to my mind, I find interesting, you never see vaping on um tv shows and films right yeah interesting eh and I don't know whether that has anything to do with like advertisements and money and smoking and stuff but yeah vaping hasn't quite been normalized or like really put in front of our vision in the sense of like big time media and things like that obviously talked about um, but yeah, just a, a little thought that I just had in my brain. Um, I you think it just doesn't
0: it. look cool. Like, No <laughs> offense, <laughs> oh, whether you're yeah, a small yeah, vape yeah, or a big yeah, yeah.
1: vape, it just doesn't look cool. And I think that's because
0: there was never a period and there hasn't been a period of where we've seen vaping in media and pop culture that has portrayed it to be a thing that cool, fashionable people do. TikTok. Oh, Wow. Well
1: can't speak to that, brother. Yeah, no, I know. I know you can't. No, no. My but, soul is pure. Your soul is TikTok. pure. No, actually, no. Uh, like, jewels. You ever hear the yep. big meme about jewels and things? That, that, nah. Uh, it started running through TikTok a little while ago, and... All TikTok was for a while was people with their jewels and doing funny things with their vaping stuff. So I, I, at a, in a young pop culture sort of view, I did see it for a little bit, but yeah, barely see it these days. The most the most I see vaping is walking down the street and people just vaping away, which is yep. nice to see because I don't have to smell the cigarettes anymore.
0: Just puffing a steam train. Puffing a steam train. Um, well, I wanted to say like thank you to you for speaking about your personal experience because uh, you know, it's one thing to come on a podcast and be like, I've never smoked just a <laughs> cigarette. So, you know, it's another thing to come on and speak yeah. about your personal history. And I, I think it's, you know, you're a fascinating case study for someone that didn't smoke and then got into it and it accelerated and you've managed to convert to vaping. And now you are, you are working to your own, uh, the beat of your own drum to try and make personal improvements to yourself. And I think that is another thing that you can point to if you are taking responsibility for your own body mm. and your consumption of the nicotine is not affecting people around you, yeah. as the research on this yeah. very podcast has suggested, then, then that is a, a big tick and in, in my box. Nice. Cause nice. I don't want to smell other people, I, I don't want to be um, forced to, Smell other yeah. people smoke. There yeah. are certain situations where I put myself in at parties where I haven't you know, taken myself away from people that are smoking cigarettes, but I don't want it forced on me by someone that I don't know. And I think of vaping even eliminates that box. That's a that's a good thing. But yeah, man, it will be really interesting to see where we're at by 2025. I, I would hope that the numbers and the trajectory of the numbers would continue to keep falling. I mean, maybe we'll hit a baseline where just it won't budge further than 10% because there will always be 10% of people. Who knows? Who knows? I think if we look at how smoking is now compared to 10 years ago or 20 years ago, what's happening in this country is, is a positive. For sure. Um, Obviously there's, there's all manner of resources out there to, to get yourself off smoking. If you are someone that is, is as a smoker and, and you want to, try and stop smoking and maybe matt has has offered something about the hashtag vape life Uh, but obviously we recognize that you know addiction to smoking is not something that people necessarily choose or you know there are lots of people out there that are smokers that wish they weren't so this is all through a lens of trying to have positive discussion about it and and get people off smoking um in the the future to come but yeah. Yeah, again, thank you to you for for sharing your your personal story because I think it always adds a a little bit of merit to us having the the discussion between yeah. us.
1: No, no. I I totally appreciate it, bro. I do and I, you know, the fact that we can have, you know, our own perspectives of things i i I throw that word a lot man but it is one of my favorite words it's all about perspective right and the fact that yeah you uh we have a platform where i feel comfortable in sharing my perspective um does a lot for everyone else but it does a lot for me as well so so thank you very much um and yeah i i just quickly wanted to quickly finish on the end of um or what I wanted to say, um, is that there's plenty of helplines available um, if you are um, smoking or addicted to smoking or want to quit or or find resources and things like that. Um, You can obviously type in Smoke Free and you can go to the Smoke Free website and it has plenty of tools and facts and things that you want to see. Um, There's also vaping facts as well, which we've mentioned through the podcast, um, where you can find out more about vaping and how beneficial that could potentially be for you. Um, uh, And yeah, vaping facts is also yeah, as as James said, backed by Ministry of Health and Smoke Free 2025 as well. Um, and then, as always, if you do want a helpline, um, there is Quitline, and that's oh eight hundred seven seven eight seven seven eight. If you're in New Zealand, um, if you're overseas, obviously you can <laughs> search it up and and find your own health lines and and quit lines and things like that in your respected areas. But um, but thank you all for uh, going on this topic and journey with us today.
0: Yeah, awesome. Wow. I can't really think of a better way to end it than, than there. Thank you for this week. We hope uh, you, the audience, have, have enjoyed listening to today's uh, episode, episode two of season three with our deep dive on topics. Uh, we're not sure what the next one is going to be. You just have to, to wait and see. Um, thank you for this week, Matt. Thank you. Uh, thank you to, to our audience, of course, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, all that's left to be said is we will see you next time.
1: I'll be waiting
0: for you to come around Hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground